Please welcome Frankie Lee Slater. Thank you. I, um, when I was contemplating this idea of happy accident and the thread of my life and how these accidents, you know, or synchronicities or coincidences show up, uh, I was imagining telling the story about how I ended up here in the Central Coast. And then tonight, when I uh, came early, I decided I really wanted a salad and they didn't have any salads left here. So I asked where could I go nearby and they said the Bliss Cafe. So I went over to the Bliss Cafe and I um, contemplated one of two salads, discussed the first one, I think it's called a lemon love salad, and then landed on the green energy salad and then sat outside in that beautiful area that overlooks the water and, and you know, one of the great things about downtown San Luis Obispo. So when my salad came, they delivered the lemon love salad. And I'm looking at it and I didn't know what one salad looked like or the other, so I started to eat it and then I realized maybe it wasn't the right salad, I didn't know. I called up the waitress and she came back out and she said, oh no, they gave you the wrong salad. So, I got two salads. Because <laughs> I'd already started eating the first one and she was fine with me keeping that too. So, happy accident. So that was pretty beautiful. And um, the spirit of that is really what I want to share in my story tonight. I, as some of you know, I've been on the road for many years, actually more than the last eight. I, I could argue for maybe 35 when I first went on my first trek up to Canada and, and uh, connected with some people that we started visioning, you know, how the world could be and how we could really have a hand in it. So, um, I, I did come to uh, Sosos, where I'm living, a year ago exactly on the 4th of July, um, through a series of connections which included a true accident. And, and so I was looking through this whole connecting of my travels and I, I actually started looking for the things that anybody would say, yep, accident, you know, <laughs> this was a difficult moment. So I was staying in Los Angeles, I'd, I'd come back to California from Colorado and Arizona and I um, was staying uh, with an elderly gentleman who was a total treat. I, I actually had made an agreement with his son, who I didn't know, but he was a friend of, of some other folks that I knew. And, and um, but the elderly gentleman was like in his 90s and very feeble, and even to just make it across the room was a really big deal. And he had a caregiver who also was very challenged with her own health, even though she was very young. And, and um, so I didn't have anyone to help me carry my stuff to the car. And I was really letting that get to me. I, I let it be like, oh God, I've been on the road so long and I just, I'm not signed up for this part of the program. And 
Um, there was a little wall outside the apartment that went to the pool area, and they would climb over it sometimes. Not the 90-year-old man, but the son and the uh, caregiver. And um, so I decided that that was the way to take my things out, and I had taken them out, but I um, didn't realize that the wall was higher than I you know, knew, and there wasn't a banister or anything to hold on to. So when I stepped over it, it went further down than I imagined, and suddenly I went slamming it to the wall so hard with my ribs. So I had made arrangements to go up to um, a, um, a Tascadero and stay with this young couple. <clears throat> and that actually came through a happier accident <laughs> where I was in a market in, in Colorado and I uh, ran into a gal in the market who had lived in the Central Coast and I just had an aha moment of, oh, maybe when I return to California, the Central Coast would be the right place for me. And so I had, when I came back to California, looked up um, some people that I was introduced to online. I hadn't met in person and that included this young couple and they said that they would host me, but only for a couple of nights, two or two nights, maybe three. So I drove up to stay with them, but with this very, you know, painful ribs. And, um, and the bed for me was an air mattress on the garage floor, and it just was not a match. It was not a match, and I knew it. And um, yeah, I think I'm pretty rugged, and, and I, you know, I, I tend towards the just live with it and keep going, you know, most of the time, but it had all added up. And part of the reason I went into the wall was because it had added up, you know, and, and so I, I said to them that I, they had invited me to a party that was in Los Osos. Uh, and I said, you know, I feel like I should pack up my stuff and somehow just get the word out to the people at the 4th of July party and see how it goes. And, and so, uh, one of the hosts uh, who I spoke to ahead of time had said that I could stay with her and her kids if, if I wanted to, um, but it became glaringly apparent that that was not the match. She was um, having a very difficult time in the throes of potential separation and, and a, a lot of energy that just wasn't really it. So it turned out that the hosts of the party uh, who really have an intention for their property to be a place for people in community and, and particularly young, like 20, 30-somethings, so the woman herself is 41, and, and uh, they have a 15-year-old, <laughs> 13-year-old, 9-year-olds, and um, they said I could stay there. And uh, so I spent the night, and um, I spent the night in the 15-year-old's um, bed, actually, and she tells the story about how she met me, kind of like Goldilocks. It's like my long hair is, in, you know, hanging out under the sheet, over the sheets, and and she comes in, and I'm in her bed, you know. So I've had these extraordinary happy accident kind of meetings, you know, of that sort. Um, her name is Ellie, and it's fun to hear her tell the tale. And I've been there a whole year in that property with that family, and it's been a treat. 
Um, and it's been a challenge because I've never had children. I haven't had children of my own in this lifetime. I have a godson, and I've been around every age person, but to live up close and personal on a regular basis for a year has been a great teaching. Um, so people often ask me, you know, how do I do this? How do I possibly go on the road and meet people that I, you know, that day sometimes? And, and so I thought, well, this is an opportunity to take this theme and describe what I consider to be the, the guiding principles of an intentional life. That, um, which I would then translate this cute phrase of happy accident to synchronicities or, you know. So, so in my lifetime, I've had um, this intention to really uh, be a purposeful and contributory person and to be access for people being that in their own lives. And it's taken me um, through this journey, but, but oftentimes, you know, I'm like everybody else. I want evidence and I want to know what's next. And I, you know, it's not looking like what I thought it would. And, um, but I've been able to keep going because I've had so many experiences of it happening on other levels. Um, for instance, when I was in Arizona, I lost an earring. Happy accident, as it turned out because I went to the gift store at Arcasante, this wonderful 60-some person resident city of the future that I was being hosted at. And I went up to the gift store as a kind of like one more time to see if maybe somebody turned it in. And um, just as I walked in the room, this woman turned and she looked at me and I looked at her and she said, there you are, like totally spontaneously. And um, it worked out that I ended up staying with her. I stayed with her for three months. She became a very dear friend and a, a, a wonderful ally. And um, had I not lost the earring, which about six months ago, I think it was maybe a little longer, but certainly in the last year, turned up in the trunk of my car. So there it was. So if, if I look at this whole journey and I go back to um, like, for instance, when I lived in Laurel Canyon, I, I went to see, uh, which I highly recommend, the Echoes in the Canyon film about the music scene. Well, I lived in Laurel Canyon 20 years later, but it was, for me, a birthing moment for Circles Uniting and what I'm seeing it can serve for the world as a cultural exchange. There was a whole group of us that had met and we were um, following kind of a vision that was a download of a gal that was an elder for us who had a ranch in Oklahoma. And we would go back and forth between these two places and Big Sur also. And we were literally sitting in a circle in my living room in the house on Lookout Mountain. And we were um, going within, holding hands and seeing this vision for a party for the world. And just as we were in that moment, suddenly, crash, and all the lights went out. And it turned out that there was a truck that had hit the wire on the road outside and was just a little bit too high for the wire and took it out and took out like the whole neighborhood <laughs> right in the moment that we were having this extraordinary experience. It became the crescendo moment, you know, happy accident. 
So I, I just share this with you as like a way to look at the, the weave of our lives as being a, a kind of revelatory process. And, and no, it doesn't always show the evidence on the surface, but if we feel, we can feel what's coming. We can feel the connection. And, um, and I, I just love the possibility of that. And you know, thank you, thanks.